Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 235. I am your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest, Miss Chelsea Young, who is a author and an editor-in-chief of So Scottsdale Magazine. It was really incredible to get to know her and her new book, or her most recent book, Color of Mother, has a new paperback, and we were excited to share that story. Not only that, what we get into is how she started writing early on in her life, but also we get to understand what she wants to do with it later down the road. So all in all, this is really great to get to know her on a personal level. She is an incredible individual that we have worked with before. You may have heard the commercials. I just want to say Chelsea is someone who is very passionate, very um, direct, very, uh, very smart, and overall just an incredible individual to see someone with so much um, passion and just creativity, hone that in and sharpen her blade into something that is something fully um, in her grasp, you know, with the writing, with the editing, with, you know, just getting it all in order and something that she's truly passionate about. So really get to know her story. We encourage you guys to go click on the links below. On top of that, we'll jump into a little bit of our business side. You can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So all of our social media is under Finding Arizona Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all for you guys to consume, all for you guys to hit us up directly and let us know what you want to hear next. On top of that, if you want to become a super fan, you can. Patreon.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast is where you can go and do that. There are extra bonus content material for you guys to go consume over there. So if you, again, want to become a super fan and get to know these people even more, you can go do so. Patreon.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast. There's a lot going on in the community. There's a lot of things that are changing there's a lot of things that are changing back so we encourage you guys to go send us a email at finding arizona podcast at gmail.com there you can go and ask us to shout you guys out if you guys are changing hours if you guys are putting on an event if you guys are doing a pop-up i encourage you guys to send us that info so that we can shout it out and let people know in the community what's going on at what time and where so there's going to be a little bit of change here because we are going to um, do everything that is celebrated on a virtual level. I know the um, the stay in order is going to end May 1st, or I believe they are going to reassess on May 1st. This is something that I am very, it's hard. It's a, it's a changing time. So I'm just going to encourage you guys to still keep doing the virtual thing. So, it, you know, a lot of these events are still virtual, but if you do have something that's kind of um, face-to-face that's coming up, please let us know. I really want to get people to understand that it's okay to go outside and, and, you know, slowly transition into lives back to normal, but we do it cautiously. We do it protectively. We do it with care. So these next Next up, events are all virtual. So first up, the virtual May 1st Friday at Phoenix Art Museum is putting on a virtual way for you guys to experience the museum as you would for first Friday, but in a virtual sense. They're putting on a Zoom call and there you will be um, presented through a virtual presentation, a uh, cool little, uh, I don't even know, media 
because the actual media is new media, this is going to be fun for those of you who jump on the Skype call and enjoy the presentation. So I encourage you guys to go do so. That's taking place May 1st from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. And that is a Zoom call that you have to look up. I, th I got the information from Facebook, so I encourage you guys to go do so. Um, next up is Celebrate Dia de la Nino online. So this is over from the Herd Museum. They are celebrating uh, Children's Day and what they're going to be doing online is they're breaking down each hour into different little um, things going on. So at noon, they'll be doing uh, stories for Dia del Nino, um, love and uh, family love and community sh uh, strength. And then at one o'clock, what they're going to be doing is weaving at home with Velma Key Craig, who is Danae, and she's going to be showing the kids how to um, be doing weaving. At 2 p.m., there's a musical performance, and this is all taking place at the Herd Museum online. I encourage you guys to go check it out from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. tomorrow, April 26. Last but not least is our friends over at for Local First Arizona. They're putting on another webinar and it's called Protect, Secure and Sustain Within the Storm. That is a webinar taking place May 1st from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. I encourage you guys to go look at the Local First website, sign up and uh, go enjoy that online presentation. And that is it for the Community Cork Board. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. I know it's going to get a little bit crazier because the weather is getting warmer. We don't know what's going on. Just listen to your, um, you know, listen to your local government. Please just stay safe, ladies and gentlemen. Wash your hands. Do what you need to do. Put on a face mask. It's all there for you guys to just really protect yourselves. I want to see you all again safe and sound. We will uh, get back to normal schedule soon. We just got to ride the storm. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I will see you so long. Kisses, hugs and belly rubs. What is it you do and why do you do it? Here at Finding Arizona Podcast, we love to showcase that. And so do our friends at Every Impression Counts. They offer free strategy consultations so you can envision the possibilities for your business or idea, such as websites, social media management, paid advertising like the top of Google, along with advertising on Facebook, Instagram, Snap, video production, photography, podcasting, SEO, blogging, analytics, and so much more. In today's world, it's never been so cost-effective to produce and distribute content with the tools that you have at your disposal. If you've ever thought, what if, just have a combo with my friends at Every Impression Counts. You can find them at eic.agency or check out the, what they're up to by following them on Instagram and Facebook at Every Impression Counts and tell them Finding Arizona Podcast sent you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Finding Arizona podcast. I am your host, Jose. As always, we bring in someone very special and today is no different. I want to thank this person first off because we had some technical difficulties, but we're working through it. Please welcome to the chair. Please welcome Chelsea Young, the editor in chief of So Scottsdale and a new author under her book called The Color of Mother. Please welcome Chelsea. Thank you, Chelsea. Hi, Jose. Thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that you were able to make this and make it just kind of so much fun for me. And you are so kind and so patient to kind of work through this. 
I'm very lucky to have you. Oh, well, thank you. You guys have been patient too. I know doing this virtually is not ideal, but I'm, I'm glad that we are both committed to getting it done. So (laughs) absolutely. Uh, there's one thing that I've always been like an advocate for is kind of people like yourself, what you've been able to accomplish the past couple of years. Um, you're someone behind the scenes that I can definitely say is, you know, doing a lot of things and you are someone very special to both Brittany and I, because we've, met you we've hung out with you and you're so much fun to us oh thank you you guys are so sweet and um was so excited to be able to feature you and so scottsdale recently too oh yeah just for (laughs) those of you who haven't already heard from our end of the our end of social media yes we were featured on so scottsdale and it was it was a lot of fun we had so much fun doing the article write-up and then also being able to do the photos for you guys as well in our own home yeah it's it's always fun to feature people that I actually get to meet because I don't always meet everybody I feature, but it was fun this time. I actually yeah. knew you guys and then decided I wanted to feature you. So that was so, I mean, that's another thing, too, is that you are someone who um, when you have your eyes set on something, you're a gung ho like you. You when you told us about this book and how much you've you know wanted to get this out. And we were just so happy to hear that you were so you were so creatively um, just to fill to the brim and you wanted to do so many things and had so many cool ideas. So I'm glad that we were able to connect and be able to share. And I'm happy to share that um, you've been, we've been promoting this book and it's coming out right, you know, in soon. And are you excited? What's, what's it been like for you? Well, so the book's actually been out for a year now. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I apologize. Yes. No, no worries. So um, maybe that means I just made all my collateral and ads sound super exciting and brand new. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I actually met you guys, you know, a year ago. Um, and that was when the book had just come out. In fact, I was waiting on cop the final copies to be delivered to yeah. um, me. And so the book came out April 3rd, 2019. And it's definitely been like such a whirlwind year. Um, and really seeing this, this dream that I had worked on Gosh, for five years, I, the book had been written, actually, I wrote it originally, The Color of Mother. I wrote it um, for a as, for my mom as a poem when I was 11 for mm-hmm. Mother's Day. So this is a couple of decades ago now. And I found it um, five years ago and thought this, you know, is really a tribute to all moms. It's something that kids would really resonate with. And, you know, my met my hope is that they would feel love when they read it. So it was really like decades in the making and then five years in the making once I found an illustrator. So it's been an awesome year of seeing that come to life. And there is something new that just happened. Um, the book did come out on hardcover a year ago, but the paperback just launched. In fact, that's um, like a week ago. So that might be what you're thinking. Of yes, <laughs> that's that's the that's the kink. It, like because I'm I'm doing the uh, behind the scenes edits for those of you who are like I'm helping Brittany. When you hear Brittany's voice doing the commercials, I'm the one hitting the record button and like trying to edit it at the same time. So it's it's a lot of fun for us to kind of be able to do this. Um, not only the ad reads and do like understand what the, you know, do be able to hear the synopsis of the book repeatedly and just kind of how much you put your heart and this art or this project with your mother in mind and make it come to fruition. Yeah. Thank you. And um, it's, you know, it's the first book actually in a series pretty quickly after starting illustrations for the color of mother I started getting this, you know, like a a lot of creatives do. I started envisioning bigger and more. And I was like, well, 
There could be a color of a lot of things. Um, So the color of father is the next book. Nice. And we're in illustrations with that right now to come out, um, you know, early spring 2021 to really do a big Father's Day push. And so in addition to that, I've actually written two books after that. I have not shared the title of those with anyone yet. But, you know, there is this um, series that's evolved out of just this this one book idea. How does that make you feel as um, when you hear like, or at least when you have that inclination of this being a series and kind of like that, uh, you know, I guess for me, when I work on a project, there's an ending or there's an end and there's um, a kind of a sense of accomplishment and a sense of um, finish. Was there a sense of like, like you said, was there that sense or was this kind of like that notion of, oh, I have something here. Let's kind of continue on and see what we can make of it. Like, what was that kind of feeling or what pushed you to make that decision? Yeah, I mean, with this series in particular, I it's interesting. I I'm such that type of person, too, where I want to know exactly where I'm going and see the end Um, and with this, I guess the beautiful thing is I don't see the end yet because uh-huh. I really see this how this series could be more than just um, four books. And, you know, there's really color can be a tool for explaining so many things, not only to kids, but to people, you know, adults, too. I think we all relate and respond to color in so many different ways. Um And the, so what happened out of the series as I was like, okay, I'm going to call it the color everything series. Mm -hmm. Well, that started evolving into color everything, which is, you know, I would, I kind of describe it as like a lifestyle brand. Um, a, I have a lot of different product ideas beyond books that I want to do, um, and maybe even some digital content, like a digital publication, um, because, you know, with my background in magazines and publishing, um, that's not even something I really haven't shared yet, but it's just something that's been kind of percolating in my mind, especially during this quiet time of quarantine. I've kind of had that space to sort of start kind of having those dreams that maybe I've been so busy. I haven't had the time or even let myself kind of go there. So I feel like it's definitely a continuing, um, evolution with the brand and the series. Isn't that a wonderful experience to just be able to have the time and space to let it kind of um, let it cook and percolate in the sense that you have this ability to um, come up with new ideas or generate new things from it with just given the the unfortunate slash fortunate time to, um, you know, use for, you know, gestation and being able to be creative. It's 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 such a. A, a double-edged sword to this inconvenient time for all of us. It's, it's, I always encourage people make the best out of a situation. I think that you have. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it is. It is such a, like you said, a double-edged sword. Um, and I guess by eliminating a lot of the, my day-to-day life, which kind of distracts me from some of those creative projects, I've been able to have that time to sort of really dive deep into, okay, like, where do I where do I want to go with this? And also I think, um, what's been really pulling me lately is just a lot of, um, sort of that innate creativity without 
the thought of, okay, let me make sales or let me market this or how can I brand this? Mm-hmm. And it's been nice to, you know, I, be, of course I believe in the power of marketing. Um, I believe in the power of branding. Um, you know, I think that's why the book has done, done well, yeah. but it's also nice to sort of just take a step back and get to what I really love in my heart. And what I've always loved is, you know, the art of being creative and the art of writing mm-hmm. without all of the other kind of noise that can surround that sometimes. Yeah. And I, uh, one of the great parts about it is, um, we, we, I, unfortunately we talked already about this, but I kind of wanted to jump back into it is the routine is what you've been able to do in the time that, um, we've been given is be able to build a routine that allows you to kind of be able to create and mentally focus, uh, again, back on the task at hand. And so you had already told us off air, but I, I have, I want to ask you again, what can you tell us about your, um, day to day and what you've changed through your, um, new routine that you've either added or changed, or, you know, you are continually doing to help you through this creative process. Yeah, I, you know, I feel like somewhat of an anomaly um, with everything going on during this time, because I, I've been working from home now for four and a half years, ever since I started at So Scottsdale, we all work remotely. So for me, in that sense, um, a lot of my day to day is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and for four and a half years, I have developed a routine of, you know, getting the job done and I know what works and I'm very disciplined. You know, I have an entire separate room that is just my office. Um, but I've definitely been someone who, because I have so much going on with all my different, um, professional pursuits that I'll often just wake up and it's like, get my coffee and nose to the grindstone and just work, work, work. And, you know, that can lead to, heightened stress, burnout, exhaustion, these things. Um, and so off and on throughout the years, you know, I've tried to maybe kind of reclaim my mornings by meditating or doing a morning workout or walking the dog earlier, whatever it may be. And during this time of, um, sheltering in place, I've actually really have learned to, I think, reclaim my mornings. And that's been a huge part of my routine. Um, so rather than just get up and get after work, Um, unless of course it is like a magazine deadline week and then kind of all routine goes out the window, but (laughs) you know, typically I'll get up, um, you know, move my body, whether it's walking the dog or walking her and, you know, doing some sort of at home workout. Um, but before any of that, really, I've been doing this like question a day journal. So it's not a huge like commitment of a blank page. It's literally answering one simple question, but it just kind of gets me writing a little bit and thinking, and then I'll read, um, a chapter or two from this book I've been reading. That's actually on creativity. It's called big magic. Um, nice. It's by the author of Eat, Pray, Love, Elizabeth Gilbert. And you don't have to be a writer, um, you know, to connect with it. It's really about just like the pursuit of a creative life, whatever that means to you. Mm -hmm. So highly recommend that. And then I'll, um, you know, I found myself meditating more. And through that, um, I've actually had a lot of these creative ideas started kind of getting back into poetry, which I used to write. So I just, I feel like kind of by reclaiming my mornings and having the space to do that just because. I don't have as many demands pulled at me from such an early portion of the day like I usually do when everyone's emailing me and things like that. Um, I feel like I've been able to sort of build this routine um, to kind of foster some of this creativity and new projects. So, you know, I think it's it's been nice in that sense. 
what have you been able to kind of um, steer the ship when it comes to um, this kind of new point that we're at as far as things slowing down, as far as the market goes and things shifting? What have you been able to kind of curb as far as, you know, like you were already stating, you already work from home or remotely for So Scottsdale, but what have you been able to take advantage of as far as preventing or, you know, trying to... Uh, steer the ship in the storm, so to speak? Um, yeah, I think that, you know, tending, kind of getting more in tune with how I'm feeling in a moment and honoring that versus just, I think I have such a natural inclination to just throw myself into work like so mm-hmm. many of us. And I think, you know, as a society, as an Americans, we're just, let's do more, let's do better. Let's, um, you know, keep going, let's push ourselves. And I think that there's a lot of beauty in that, but also we need to like take care of ourselves. And I think now more than ever, that's a time where we're all just, we're like literally smacked with that notion in the face <laughs> yeah. of we need to slow down. We need to not only take care of ourselves, but take care of each other. Um, so, you know, sometimes for me, that's like really making a point to take a pause for my work day and step outside, take my dog on a walk. She gives me a beautiful reason to take those moments for myself. Um, or, you know, there's definitely been times during this where, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate. I've just felt so exhausted and extra drained. I think maybe from the, the stress and anxiety that can come and then unknowing of these uncertain times. Mm -hmm. Um, and just sort of like not making myself wrong for feeling that and just listening to that and taking a break or kind of letting myself zone out to a show or zone out by reading or just something to kind of, um, step away from everything that I might be thinking about or trying to do during this time. I think the the rest is important too. So I do want to, um, kind of go into what you had brought up about what working from home and being able to have your dedicated space. Can you give us a little insight and what your favorite thing in that room, your office that you use probably most often and that you kind of like, this is the thing that makes my office, my office. Hmm. I'm looking around me as we speak, (laughs) (laughs) but that's what I'm doing. So, you know what? Hmm. Well, obviously I use my desk the most often and it's actually an amazing desk from Costco that it's, um, an automatic standing desk. So it automatically and electronically like will be in sitting position or standing and it has USB plugs to charge stuff. So that was definitely a great investment for someone who works um, from home and is at their computer as much as me. But the thing to better answer your question, um, the thing that really like, I think brings me, I guess the most joy and that I feel like I also use a lot in my office um, is this credenza to the side of, kind of the side of my desk that actually uses a mailing station because when people order books directly from me, Mm -hmm. um, through my website, I actually personally package all of them. And so earlier this year, I didn't really have a, not earlier this year, actually last year, um, I didn't really have a system in place for storing all my mailing supplies and, like the boxes and I, every book gets a ribbon on it and the oh. mailing labels I put get a hot pink heart sticker and like, That's awesome. there's a lot of just like very personalized elements that I don't know if, unless you order the book and get it in this way, people really have no idea like what I do on the back end to make each 
um, package special. So the mailing station houses all of that and my printer because I also print a note thanking um, people for their order and telling them that a portion of the proceeds from their order do go to a nonprofit. Um, and this year, the nonprofit is Amanda Hope Rainbow Angels, which is here in the Phoenix area. And they help um, kids and families battling pediatric cancer. So oh, wow. Um, so yeah, like this mailing station, this credenza, not only is it cute, but it, it kind of serves this like functional and like fun purpose of like delivering people love and joy through my book. So I love it. I see. And these are the types of things that I love getting out because no one would have guessed that like <laughs> that, like, like literally no one would have guessed like the thing that brings you joy is a, a credenza in your own office. Yeah. And, you know, it's the simple things in life. And it's those things that we love hearing about most. And also being able to hear you talk about your nonprofit is also wonderful because I almost forgot that you are donating these proceeds to that specific nonprofit. And what made you get into, like, how did you find yourself working with them? Yeah. So, um, so last year when my book first came out, I partnered, or I chose a different nonprofit. It was Sojourner Center, which is a Phoenix based domestic violence shelter and resource center. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I was able to raise $2,500 for them just through giving a portion of my book sales, which wow. was awesome. Um, and was also, also donated, books for them. They put in the moms as intake packets for when they, um, arrive at the shelter. So then, you know, I knew that I wanted to be able to expand my reach, expand my, I guess, charitable reach, if you will. So I mm -hmm. chose to hope rainbow angels, um, for a number of reasons, you know, I, I just think what they do is so amazing. And there's, there's such a need in bringing kids battling pediatric cancer, you know, a sense of hope and love and joy. And that's really what my book is all about. Yeah. Um, and I got to know, you know, their story actually through a friend of mine who knows the executive director of Amanda Hope, um, nice. who, who founded it, um, in tribute to her daughter. And she actually ended up being in a feature in my magazine. And, you know, I just think like the work that we all do, and especially that I, find myself in with so Scottsdale, it is also circular, you know, it's just, Oh yeah. We're all supporting each other. And, you know, I've been very inspired by so many of the people I featured in the magazine are philanthropic. And mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to fuse that into my business and be able to give back through my writing. So that's, you know, why I am giving back through this book. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you have done an excellent job from my perspective as far as giving back to the local community. And the one question that I really um, kind of ask everyone, too, is what have you learned from your local community? You have grown up here and you've worked in this community as long as I have, I mean, even longer, maybe. But I want to know what have you gained most from the kind of people that you see and, and work with day in and day out? Yeah. So I've been here a little over seven years now. Um, and I'm just amazed at the heart that really is in our community here. Um, and I feel like I'm very privy to that because of being at the magazine, you know, I featured, I just produced my 53rd issue, which is quite wow, a lot. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And so, you know, that's, if I, I could do the math, I am not a math person though, but that's a lot of people, a lot of stories that we've told. Absolutely. And, um, 
you know, through all that, I just really see the drive that's in our community um, and the amount of people that really do want to give back in some way. Um, and like I said, to me, that's just heart. It's like heart and passion for what they do. 100%. It's heart for others. And so that's been really inspiring to me. And that's one of my favorite parts of being an editor is just to be able to give light to people's stories. Mm-hmm. So I have, uh, I would be remiss if we did not do kind of a uh, Brittany's interpretation of a big question that we always give her a chance to uh, talk. She has her section of the podcast that we call Brittany's big question. So I have one in mind due to um, her not being able to be here today. She's working. So are you ready for this big question? I'm so ready. <laughs> so in light of, you know, your, uh, this book being a relationship with your, you and your mother and the next book being about your, you and your father. Um, I want to know, you know, with the time that we're all given right now is we're spending a lot more time video chatting and, and, you know, spending quality time with family members. What has changed or what are you guys doing, um, with you and you and your parents, what are you guys doing to kind of, uh, in this time of, uh, quarantine? Yeah, I love that question. So I wish my parents were here in Arizona, but they are actually in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Oh, okay. So it's all, you know, virtual. But I will say that while I've always been, you know, close to both my mom and my dad, um, it's interesting how these times can make you more close and mm-hmm. feel more connected. And um, we're definitely talking more, texting more, just kind of and kind of random stuff, too. And yeah. often. Um, you know, they own a, they own a retail business in Santa Fe that actually sells my book, which is pretty cool and special. Um, so they're often, you know, really busy with that and I'm busy with my stuff. Um, but, and, you know, we talk, but I feel like through this time of quarantine, there's just, again, it's like that space kind of gives you, um, it gives you an outlet for having deepening connections and having more time in connection with people. And so I definitely have seen that within my family and I have a younger brother too. And that's, um, he's in California. So we're all, we're all all over the West, but, um, we all have been, I think, you know, just looking out for one another, one another, checking in more. Uh And so, um, that's been pretty cool to see too. That's awesome. I love, you know, same here with, with me and my family we're kind of checking in more often and both of my parents are in the States. So it's like kind of funny that they're like, we got to check in more often. I was like, I'm like 20 minutes down the road from you guys. (laughs) You guys can come to the house. Um, the other question I'm kind of curious is about is, you know, we do have a lot more time and you, you said that you were meditating more, but do you have, you find yourself doing more interesting hobbies or picking up new things that you weren't, um, trying to before? Well, I, I wish I could say yes. Um, but I've thought about some things like the other day on Amazon, I was looking up adult coloring books because of course (laughs) that is very on brand for me to want to spend my time doing. (laughs) Um, but I haven't like ordered one yet. Um, you know, and I actually used to paint. Um, I studied abroad in Italy actually and took a painting class and like, actually that's probably one of my other favorite things in my office. It's a very colorful painting of a field of flowers I did while I was there. Um, so, you know, I've, I've kind of had these ideas like percolate, but I find myself more, I guess my hobby is more like just continuing to invest in things that I've sort of only dabbled in before, which would be the morning meditations or journaling. 
um, and just kind of, yeah, investing my time more in that and being consistent with that. So I think that's kind of been, I don't know if you call it a hobby, but just like consistency and these activities that aren't work. Yeah. You know what? And, and really, if you really wanted to and make a pivot, like here's a here's a little kind of inside uh, baseball for us. I had a friend of mine who owned a business and she got into more of personal training and, you know, being a, a personal coach. And so what she ended up doing was like you, she invested in that and she chose to come to our studio and kind of create her own um, series of meditation audio tracks that she now as a personal trainer or personal coach, sorry, uh, she gives her uh, people who come to her a chance to log in on her website. And then she has this dedicated mantra and meditation list that she has them access and gives to them whenever they need it. So it's kind of, yeah, I think it's a cool little way to, if you had a system or wanted to create a system of mantras or meditations, that this is a chance for you to like, because now you have the microphone and we, we and for those of you who don't understand, I, I made Chelsea get a microphone for herself. She's now is like equipped to do audio all over the place. Now she's got her own little studio. You have your own little studio at home and, you know, you can do with it, play with it as you want. It's That's yours. That's so true. Yeah. I actually, yeah. And I ordered a tripod too, because I've had friends saying, you know, you need to get your face more on Instagram and do a video. So the tripod is still in the box, mm -hmm. but eventually, you know, I'm going to be dabbling in that too. There so. you go. So now you got, you got your, you got one idea of do a mantra meditation kind of playlist, you know, do, you know, go at it, play around see what you can create. And that's, that's what this time is all about. I feel like this is this, I believe after this whole thing is said and done, there's going to be some really cool, creative pieces or art or something coming out of this even music too yeah I think so too and I mean as a as a writer I know that some of my what I feel would be my best work on the creative side um not speaking to magazine type articles but you know poetry I write or books I've written um like novels not I've written some novels that aren't published you know I think all of that stems out of um you know trying times I mean you think about some of the best you think about great love songs, you know, those are usually written after heartbreak. Yeah. So, you know, I think to your point, yeah, there can, there's probably going to be a lot of beautiful um, and interesting things to come out of this time as hard as this time is. Yeah. And that's, um, I think that's kind of the, uh, and the good and bad side about this. I've always, you know, I'm kind of just kind of going back and forth with it. I think we all kind of have this wavering, oh, it's going to be fine, or oh, I don't know what I'm going to do next. And it's all uncertain. But I, you know, I hold truth. I hold true is that, you know, people will find a way through it all. And one of the things that I'm kind of now that you bring it up is you have so many things in the back burner kind of on on uh, on a backlog for you. What may, why why uh, why so many things creatively for you? Or I guess you know why hold those things contained so and not kind of go full force and let them all out? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I definitely. <laughs> Um, it's easy to stand in your own way and I am a pro at doing that. So <laughs> I was very proud of myself for getting out of my own way with the color of mother and this brand. And I, I really feel, um, fully self-expressed as the color, everything brand. So there's definitely mm -hmm. something special within that. Um, and yeah, you know, I've, 
I've written a couple novels, actually written a screenplay. I Wow. Yeah, so because I went through a master's program. I have a master's in professional writing, which is yeah. basically creative writing. So that's where these creative projects happened. Gotcha. And, you know, I guess I just felt when the time came to actually publish something and put it out into the world, I felt this real calling and pull to do it with the color of mother and then the, all the things that have followed from that. Mm -hmm. And I think one day the novels, you know, maybe I'll throw them up on Amazon, just kind of see what happens. But, um, I just haven't felt that pull to share them quite yet. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I like, I like to think of it as you are creative, like you're fine tuning and making sure that everything is to your liking and to your standards. So that that's, there's a level of, um, you know, for all of us creatives that like, we want it to be a certain style in a certain way before we let everyone take a look at it. I know. And that's, that's challenging because as an editor whose job is to make things as perfect as they can be, mm -hmm. I think that there's value in that. And then I think at some point you do have to just let it go and, you know, you have to, release the hold on it a little bit. And I think that's part of it too, is, you know, with my novels, it's like, well, I would need to dive back in to them and what I need to edit more and fix more. And, yeah. um, that can feel overwhelming sometimes, but you know, maybe it's just, I design a book cover and put it out there and see what happens, you know, and kind of let go of that need to, um, perfect it and control it so much. For sure. One yeah. of the, well, I, well, now that you brought up kind of your editor's hat on, um, I wanted to ask you, is there a story or anything that you can give us that where that kind of came into play as far as the you had to learn to let it go? Was there like a photo or some kind of article where you're just like, I'm just like you were on the fence about and you just had to learn to let that that piece go? Hmm. Gosh, I'm kind of having a. If you could go into my mind, you would just see a montage of articles. <laughs> yeah, just a, a montage of, of you going, stressing out and like, you know, grabbing your own hair. Just like the yeah. montage of it. Yeah. So I honestly think it would be our most recent issue, our current issue, which is our April issue. Okay. That gave me a lot of, um, it was a difficult one because we work so far in advance and content was planned so uh, 60 to 90 days out. Mm -hmm. The cover being um, the current cover is a home, which usually it's a person, but it's our kind of a home design focused issue. That theme was planned a year ago. Wow. So when all this stuff with COVID happened, I pivoted in the best way I could with some of the content. Yeah. Um, you know, I added in a new article about restaurants that are doing takeout and some of them are giving back in different ways. Um, but I think that to answer your question, it, that this was like kind of the biggest issue overall with the most articles where I was like, I'm just going to have to let it go a little bit because, um, there was only so much I could do with the limited amount of time and resources we had as a team. Um, this yeah. all the COVID stuff really, um, came to fruition and got a lot worse right when we were going to deadline. So yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. a big growing opportunity for me. 
for sure. And you handle it like a champ, too. I oh, mean, you kind of, you. you know, you you stuck with your guns. It's like we're not going away from the, the article. We're just going to take some of the information and use it to our advantage and, you know, manipulate it or just kind of take advantage of what we have and just really push forward with what we've got and use it to our kind of skill level so that we can turn it into to something like this so it's more helpful to your yeah. magazine so what a wonderful way for you to kind of be collaborative but also be able to be the leader and say hey there's not a time to panic let's let's do what we can to move forward yeah definitely and you know as someone a huge part of being um, a successful magazine editor is being able to plan you know, and be organized in that way far in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lesson I really learned out of this is, you know, on the flip side, um, a mark of a great journalist and editor is also being able to pivot when you need to. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's what I did. And I, I did use my editor's letter in this magazine to really explain a lot of what I just said here to our audience to, you know, to tell them why, um, and some of the restaurants that are in the magazine are currently completely closed right now um, to tell them, you know, why a bulk like our entire calendar section, why all of that's cut, you know, and really just yeah. kind of set a tone of um, understanding and encouraging, but also commiserating with them. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. So as we're, we're reaching towards the end here, but I want to kind of ask you a few last kind of um future questions for you one being what is your you know you have an ultimate goal you kind of sound like you have a game plan for color everything but can you give us a little insight on you know kind of your goals for yourself overall in the next couple of years do you see yourself you know in a certain position do you see yourself going leaning more towards the creative and being an alt um a 24 7 author like what you know what are some of the things down the road for you Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm definitely always been such a goal oriented um, and I think kind of future focused person. And the space I'm in right now is, you know, just kind of doing the work that I feel like called to do that my heart wants to do. And kind of what I was saying earlier, just um, letting it go in a way and letting it take the course that it needs to. So I don't feel like I'm attached to any sort of certain outcome, but I am committed to this goal of continuing to hone my craft and share my craft of writing and my gift with the world and continuing to, you know, step out of my own way, which is hard for me. Like as a writer, it's funny because it's this um, kind of dichotomy of you want your work and your voice to be heard so bad, but a lot of times it's very vulnerable to do that. And the flip side of that is sometimes it's like, I want people to hear my work, but at the same time, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I think just, you know, in the next two years, continuing to step into that um, and yeah, grow color, everything, you know, the color of father will, in a year from now, it's going to be out. Mm. Um, actually right now, in addition to the paperback with the color of mother, I have stickers that we're supposed to be out right now. Color everything stickers. They're super cute. Wow. And um, I'm so excited for them. But the printer that is printing like the sticker manufacturer in California was one of the first um, places with shelter in place orders. Yeah. So 
the stickers are literally ready to print. There's just no printer mechanism. Literally, the paper's there sitting yeah. on the printer. It's just yeah. not being able to print. So, so that My goal was to have those out like, you know, March, April, like leading into Mother's Day. Um, but, you know, it's like, again, it's all in due time. And I think that those will they'll come out when they're ready to come out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, and then the, the my third book of my Color Everything series, I actually feel is like the true crux of the whole series of the creative crux at the heart of the whole entire message of my brand. Yeah. So I'm super excited to start on that whenever that is. So yeah, just awesome. kind of, you know, staying committed to my creativity and seeing what happens, I guess. Sweet. I like that. <laughs> what, uh, putting back your, you know, the editor's hat back on, what's the first thing you're going to do or what's the first thing. So Scottsdale is going to highlight when this is, uh, shut the shelter in place is all over. <laughs> That is a great question. I've had a lot of, you know, and of course it's a team decision, but some things that have come to mind recently for me is, um, you know, something about how Scottsdale gives. So how businesses and people and entrepreneurs are really um, leaning more than ever into giving back and supporting the community in some way. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of been on my heart a little bit. The, yeah. the ripple effect after all yeah. this. Yeah, I love that. That That's yeah. something that would definitely be up my alley. To, I would love to read. And so I want to say to everyone, uh, Chelsea is someone who we've met along the road that has definitely influenced us and inspired us to be more creative and be that individual and that leader in the community. So we want to thank Chelsea for coming into the show today. Um, This is your chance to promote yourself again, to let everyone know where they can find you online, all your social media handles. Chelsea, thank you again for coming in. Please let everyone know. Yeah. um, So you can connect with me Well, there's a number of ways, but for Color Everything, um, my books are at coloreverything.love, so L-O-V-E, and that's, you know, through that, that's where I give a portion of proceeds back to Amanda Hope Rainbow Angels um, on Instagram and Facebook as Color Everything, and then, um, yeah, I also have my site, chelseayoung.com, and all my ways to reach me and social is there as well, Um, and Jose and Brittany and Spirit, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, I know we've been planning this for a long time and it looked a little different than we planned, but still very exciting. So, Uh, yeah, 100%. (laughs) And Chelsea, again, you are you are absolutely fantastic. And anytime you want to come into our personal studio and do a face to face, you are more than welcome back in here and let us know anytime you have someone that you would love to highlight because they're more than welcome through our doors as well. Any friend of yours is a friend of ours. Awesome. Well, I I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. (laughs) Absolutely. And before we go, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of Finding Arizona Podcast at our website, FindingArizonaPodcast.com. There you'll be able to hear all of our wonderful podcasts. But on top of that, you'll get to um, see the wonderful newsletter and blog. The blog is a little bit more of the personal side of Brittany and I, what we're doing in our lives at our home. But the newsletter is a little bit more of the official side. So who's coming up in the podcast? and anything official going around the neighborhood. Last but not least, if you would like to become a a super fan, sorry, there is a place for you guys to go do that. Patreon.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast. There you can sign up. And uh, there we have a place for you to also get bonus content. So there is everything available under the sun. Patreon.com 
slash Finding Arizona podcast. And we say thank you to Chelsea one last time. Thank you so much. And you were fantastic. Go check out her book and all of her links we will put down below. And uh, before we do anything, last but not least, we say good night to everybody. Chelsea, say good night. Good night. Thanks. And everybody, stay colorful. Wonderful. Good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs>